0: Greetings, listeners. You have found The Horror Returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves that the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie or book, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation. But we also aim to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Although we always do our best to avoid spoiling the new release, sometimes it may be necessary to talk about certain details in the course of our conversation. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there will often be spoilers when discussing anything that's been out for at least a year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be, too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. And now, as always, we start out with a discussion of some of the highlights of what we've checked out this week. Uh, Philip, you want to go first, man?
1: Uh, You know, I haven't had time to watch a
0: whole lot. I did uh, check out some Netflix horror stuff,
1: um... Beneath was the one I watched. It was, uh, you know, I scroll through the horror section. And anything that has got more than a star, I'll watch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one had two. <laughs> yeah, good, good Netflix rule of thumb, huh? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was about um,
1: this little girl who had had uh, uh, these visions of her sister being buried alive for like 20 years she had been locked up in an insane asylum and all that and then uh, came back to visit her family who were super creepy because that's how it goes in a horror movie and uh, I I don't know I hate to spoil it because it's on Netflix and you know people like to watch it but you know it wasn't bad it was for a a low budget horror movie you know I mean you don't expect to see anybody that you know in it uh, but it had some Pretty okay, little twists and turns, and uh,
0: it, it it was alright. Cool. Anything uh, anything else you checked out? Uh, Ninja Turtles, which was awesome. Ninja Turtles, <laughs>
1: hell yeah! <laughs> I don't know how much that uh, applies to a horror podcast, but it was better than the first one. I liked it.
0: <laughs> how about you, Brian? Would you uh, Would you check out? Now?
2: Uh I actually uh, checked out quite a few things. Krampus. Oh yeah. Any of you guys seen Krampus?
1: I haven't seen it. I've wanted to.
0: That's uh, a yeah, pretty
2: good film. I heard pretty it good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so you, um, it
0: wasn't so good, huh? I heard it wasn't so good, but I, that's, I, that's, I heard a lot of good
1: things about it. Actually, That's horror stuff, man. They never, they never give horror movies their uh,
2: their due, you know. Uh, another film I checked out was The Visit, which I do not recommend. This movie. No. No. <laughs> um, not I, giving anything away. I hated the twist ending.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: What, it, what what was the deal? You Could you see it coming from a mile away or what?
2: A little bit, but it was just, it, it took away from what you thought the film was. So it was a, a little bit of a letdown. It started off pretty strong.
1: You know which one that was similar to that that I actually really liked? The Taking of Deborah Logan. That one's on Netflix. Go check it out. Okay. It was kick-ass.
0: Yeah, it is kind of a similar theme, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that might be a good horror returns doing those two, huh? That one of my favorite ones that I've watched in a while. And it's, you know, it's a
1: total B movie, but I thought it was cool.
0: Yeah, I uh I, I disagree with you. I kind of I kind of like the visit. Um I I thought it was kind of at least the best M Night Shyam- Shyamalan movies that I've seen in a long time.
2: I do agree with that. It
0: was well, uh, a lot better than the one with Marky Mark in it. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. And uh, a couple of revisits uh, I've seen. Uh, it follows.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Revisit that one. I uh, uh, love that movie.
0: The first two thirds of that movie was great. I, I thought it kind of fell apart a little bit at the end with a swimming pool and everything.
2: Yeah. And it made no sense. Also checked out Sky Scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse.
0: That was pretty funny. That was cool.
2: Yes. Absolutely love this. I, I love a good horror comedy.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. I was right up there with uh, Zombie Land. Yes. Yeah, and it had and, the and it had the kid from Mud in it.
2: Yes, it did, and he was also in a movie I checked out in the theaters uh, last weekend, uh, X Men Apocalypse.
0: Ah, uh, he is in that, isn't he? Who, who does yes, he Who is. does he play in that? Cyclops. No kidding. Hey, how was that movie?
2: Uh, not the best X Men movie. No. Damn. But it wasn't the worst. I believe uh, I'm sure you guys heard some of the bad reviews about it.
1: I haven't really heard anything. I just wanted to.
2: See yeah, that. it's it's kind of getting dragged through the mud, but I I will say uh, I don't. It's not that bad. There's a lot of uh, continuity issues, but other than that, I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's a good fun movie. All right.
0: So all the, if I'm not mistaken, each of the new X Men movies uh, takes place in a different decade, right? So this one's got to be the 80s, is that right? Yes. So how how did they pull that off? Did did you think they did a pretty good job with setting that up and the set design and the costumes and everything?
2: A little bit with the clothes, a couple, couple of songs here and there, but other than that, you know, not really.
0: So did they have the 80s X-Men costumes? Like, uh,
2: was Wolverine
0: wearing the mask and in the yellow costume and everything? Or
2: No, no, no costumes. Didn't go, go that time. far, huh? No.
0: Man, you've had you've had a busy week, man. What else, what else have you seen?
2: Uh, caught up on some TV shows. Uh, finished The Flash.
0: Yeah, I tapped out of The Flash, man. I when they the they, man. they they just man, it was it was just getting to be too much for me, man. All the CW shows, and and I guess they're bringing uh, Supergirl over into their universe now as well, or something.
2: Yeah, they're they're planning on uh, shows with everybody all together.
0: I don't know, dude. Two two twenty two episodes a, a year. That's it, it was just a bit too much. Uh, were, were you pretty happy with the way they wrapped it up?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, they, I don't know. They have to step it up a little bit or I, I might tap out next season.
1: Gotcha. Man, I didn't see the Flash at all. I heard Supergirl was
0: god-awful.
2: It's it's all right. It, it it picks up. It picks up a little bit. Let me see. Uh, Finish Gotham.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you you're still watching Gotham too?
2: Yeah, uh, I might be tapping out of this one.
0: Really? Oh man.
2: Uh, another show I might be tapping out of is Agents of Shield.
0: I tapped
1: out of that one after like three episodes. I'm done. Yeah they <laughs> they
2: ran, they ran commercials about one of the agents dying and they made it seem, I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, they made it seem like one of the major characters was dying and that wasn't the case. It was a character you didn't give a shit about.
0: Oh, the guy in the red suit.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Kind of, kind of like what the walking dead has been doing for the last season and a half where they don't kill anybody off. that that means anything.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um,
0: I don't know. They killed off. Well,
1: all right. <laughs> I guess I'll
0: give you that.
2: Other than that, uh that was pretty much it.
0: Yeah, other than uh other than the movies that we're gonna that we're gonna review tonight. Hadn't really caught that many uh horror movies or horror TV shows. And of course the uh Fear the Walking Dead just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, so that hasn't been on for a while. Um but I actually have been reading the third the third compendium for The Walking Dead, the Kirkman original comics. Okay. So that one pretty much picks up exactly where the current uh, season of Walking Dead ended with the, uh, with the, new, the new villain, Negan, stepping in. Uh, so I'm probably getting close to being halfway done with that. So I'm probably about two seasons ahead now of where the, uh, of where the show is because the comic always moves so much faster than the show. But it's pretty cool. I like, I like reading ahead a little bit, kind of seeing the stuff happen before it's uh, played out on the screen. See, I've got some of
1: the comics. I actually haven't really read them yet.
0: Part of it is because,
1: well, time, but <laughs> the other part is because I, uh, I I, love the show so much. I uh, I kind of don't want to read ahead and find out what's happening until it's happened on the show. Plus, the uh, the, the comics, I mean, they, they, they have some discrepancies in the show, you know? They right. do things a little bit different just to keep you sure. on your toes for the guys who have read the comics, you know?
0: Well yeah, and of course uh the most popular character on the show isn't even in the comics. He's still not even in the comics at the point that, that I've read up to Daryl. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're ever gonna ever gonna put Daryl in the comic. They well, should, but if he's not there now, I don't imagine he's gonna show up. Wouldn't make any sense at this point, would it? Um but yeah, the comic they have they have gone ahead and they've killed off a few more characters that are, you know, relatively major. So I guess we'll see where it goes from here. But yeah, cool. obviously there's a few differences. Right. Most most the of the street. I think most of the big storylines seem to stay the same though. Kind of like with Game of Thrones. You guys watching that? Yeah.
2: Buddy. Yes, I am.
0: So, what do you guys think about uh, the current season? How do how do, how would you guys say it stacks up to the prior? I'm liking this
1: one better. It uh, there's there seems to be less slow episodes. You know. Cause I feel like last season there was like the whole first half of the season was super slow, and then the second half of the season just whooped your ass. And uh, this one, I mean, maybe the first episode was a little slow, but they've kind of been on top of it since then.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. It is. I. I like it. It's moving. Uh, it's moving pretty fast. You think it has something to do with the the book not being done, and the show's just kind of going off on its own in limbo. Yeah, it could have something to do with that. I,
0: I do know that I'm really enjoying it. From what I understand, uh, George R. R. Martin gave, gave all the writers on the TV show the plot points of where certain characters were going to end up in the universe. And then I think they could kind of take it and run with it from there and do the details. So they're doing a damn good job. It's, it's probably my favorite season so far since the first, if not my favorite season, period. I mean, I think they're doing really good things with that show. Do you guys guys have any other uh, weekly highlights you want to talk about?
2: Uh, That was pretty much it for me.
0: Yeah. uh, Brian, you were going to say something else about uh, Game of
2: Thrones. I I was going to have a question. Um, I just read, uh, I guess next season is going to be the shortest season of all of them. Do Do you think that's the last season?
0: I I heard it's going to be two more six episode seasons after this one. Six episodes? That's what I heard. I heard it's going to be uh, the the final ones that'll add up to ten for this one, and then two more six episode seasons.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard too.
0: That's the rumor, anyway. We'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) You never know, man. I mean, one thing about HBO is they do tend to cut shows off, whereas Showtime lets them run for fucking ten, eleven, twelve seasons. You know, that's true. They they'll take them out of the prime. Sopranos. Yes. We'll uh we'll see what happens. So as with every show, it's time to take a little trip to the trailer park. We take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about this week?
2: First one we're gonna talk about is Don't Breathe.
0: Don't breathe. Sounds pretty creepy, man.
2: (laughs) I am actually looking forward to this one right here. Um, The scene in the trailer that just got me interested was the girl chained up in the and looks like in another room.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I just kind of I wasn't expecting that from this movie. It seemed like it was going one way and then it just completely made a left turn. And it has Stephen Lang in it. Oh yeah, love Stephen. Love Absolutely. him from Avatar. What was he in? Avatar.
1: Oh, Avatar. He's the bad guy in Avatar. That's right. Yes.
0: Well, he wasn't he in the original uh the first Hannibal Lecter movie? The one that was before the uh Anthony Hopkins films? Manhunter? Correctly? Before the Anthony Hopkins Yeah, movie. yeah. Uh Man Manhunter. Wasn't he in Manhunter? Deep terror
2: I believe he was. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> was. And he
0: Yeah, he's been in a, he's been in a couple of other of other good good roles as well. But he definitely could could pull it off as the intimidating evil blind guy there, you know. And I couldn't really tell from evil the trailer.
1: Nothing. They broke into
0: his yeah, house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> man. That, that's a good point. That's and what I, you get. I was trying to figure out: is is he a bad guy? Does he have a bad past or bad history? There was one line one of Doesn't the kids matter, said in his house. Well, what one of the kids said: just because he's blind, don't mean he was a saint. So I'm wondering if they know something about something he did before. But, you know, as you say, it doesn't really matter. The little motherfuckers broke in. They deserve whatever they get, right?
2: What exactly
0: So anyway, um, I, yeah, i'm I'm looking forward to it. i got I got vibes of the people under the stairs. Do you guys remember that West Craven movie? Yes, I do. that I got that vibe, and then there was a Brian Keene book called uh, Urban Gothic, which was kind of similar to where these uh, they were kind of in a bad neighborhood and they broke into a house and kind of got stuck in the house. So I, I think it's it looks pretty good. Actually, it was probably the one I'm looking forward to most out of all the trailers, except one, one other one we're going to talk about, I think.
1: A lot of suspense. I don't know how much horror it is, but it's there.
2: True, true. Okay, uh, moving on to the next one is Lights Out. This, um, I believe we had a conversation earlier, uh, kind of reminds you of another movie. Have you guys seen Darkness Falls?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think With I've the- seen that one.
2: Yeah, it has. To, what does it have to do with the the tooth fairy or something? Oh, is
0: it that uh, one? Okay. Yeah, uh, and it's they pretty. pretty si- remember hearing about that?
2: They're pretty some- similar. Where you have to stay in the light to stay away from the tooth fairy. Uh,
0: that's right. There's
1: so many that's epic right. movies that start with the darkness.
0: <laughs> the fucking darkness, man.
1: <laughs> okay, so this is the one when I went to go see the darkness in the theaters. Uh, it was in the middle of a day and it was raining. Um, I had an outside job that I needed to do, so it canceled and I had nothing to do, so I went to the movies. And uh, the, uh, the first preview that showed up, and I was the only one in the theater, uh, the first preview that was on was Lights Out. And I sat down and watched it, and my first thought was, I'm in a theater by myself watching this scary movie and it's kind of creeping me out for the first time in, <laughs> in a while
0: <laughs> that that preview did it the movie not so much but the preview did it a little bit <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's a is, isn't that wasn't there like some kind of a game where you like turn the lights out and people move around and they get closer to you or something like that i don't know kind of reminded me of that it, it definitely looked like something i've seen a hundred times before brian that's for sure Yeah.
2: um,
0: Not too, not too excited about this one. Was from the same director as uh, the Conjuring. Yeah, James Wan. Did he direct it or did he just produce it though? I thought it was like a younger director that he was bringing up.
2: Yeah, I think he's only producing it. I think so.
1: I saw his name on there, and I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense because it sort of has that feel to it. Uh,
2: What's the next one that we that we're talking about, Brian? The Conjuring Two. The Conjuring Two. Yes, this one I am psyched for. I love the first one.
0: Right? Yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Although I kind of get this one and Insidious mixed up a little bit.
2: Uh, it was probably because of Patrick Wilson. <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Same, same
1: dude. It's the uh, it's it's kind of in that same vein of Hollywood horror where they have a big budget that they can throw at it. Good point. Yeah, but I, I did like the I did like Conjuring better than Insidious. And I imagine I will like this one better than Insidious do.
0: Yeah, I was... I mean, I, I definitely go, I definitely want to see it. But, you know, it's not something that I'm, like, super stoked about.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just... I'm really interested in the the, the actual case files of the Warrens. I feel like uh, there's a lot of possibilities for movies at, at a lot of their cases.
1: Is it, like, a real thing? Like, a real, real thing? Or the a real Warrens? thing that you read on the internet?
2: The Warrens, or... Yeah, is it really based on? Yeah, a- they're 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 actual yeah real in- investigators. Really. Yeah.
0: That makes it better. Yeah, this one is uh, this one's based on a uh, a British haunting. Uh, oh. I can't remember the name of the actual haunting. Brian does does uh, does the name pop into your mind?
2: Uh, I no, think- I know they they basically called it the the Amityville of of England. That's right.
1: Yeah, I saw him say that. In the B- is B- it, it's not like a exorcist kind of
0: thing is
2: it i haven't i kind of didn't read up on this case because i i I didn't want to spoil the movie
0: right well my yeah my understanding is that it's based on a a a quote unquote true story just like the uh the amityville horror was all right and um it's kind of the british counterpoint to that so yeah we'll see how it goes did did you guys uh did you guys check out the start the star trek new star trek
2: trailer Yes, I did. What yeah. What
0: What'd you guys think about that? Because that's the one I'm most excited about.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited for the second trailer than the first trailer. I don't know if you guys caught the first trailer.
0: What you talking about? The one with uh, the Beastie Boys soundtrack? Yeah, with the. <laughs> oh, right.
2: With With the motorcycles jumping in the air and.
1: In my world, you put the Beastie Boys in the background, you can't really go wrong.
2: But <laughs> 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 I
1: just saw the uh, the trailer when I went to watch Ninja Turtles today. I saw the trailer uh, for Star Trek Beyond, and it was awesome. It is what science fiction should be.
0: I agree. Cool. Well, I'm well. I'm and, a huge Trekkie, so I'm looking forward to it all the way. See,
1: and I'm more of a Star Wars guy, but I'm I'm stoked for this movie.
2: I'm also interested to see how uh, Simon Pegg uh, wrote the script for the movie. So.
0: Oh,
1: I like Simon.
2: That's cool. Yeah, we'll we'll see we'll
0: see how it turns out. I'm. Definitely excited about it. If the yeah,
2: it's supposed the genre, to supposed to go back <laughs> to the supposed to go back to the roots of Star Trek. Oh,
0: cool. Hey, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Of course, you guys know there's a new uh, series coming out early next year, right? Too right.
2: Yes, I heard about that. Yeah,
0: there's a new Star Trek series. I think it's going to be the NCC seventeen oh one B, which is the timeline between the original and the, and the next generation so it's going to be somewhere in between those two series okay cool because you lost me in the middle of that sentence completely <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, now it's time for our horror headlines uh, brought to you by Brian uh, Brian what's what's in the news this week
2: okay uh, we have a new Pennywise it's ah. Bill, Bill Skarsgård
0: no fucking idea who that is enlighten us the-
2: the only thing I've seen him in was uh, Hemlock Grove, uh, the Netflix show, which oh, I tapped out of that nice. show into three episodes.
0: Yeah, you and everybody else. I, d- I never even gave it a chance. I heard too many bad things about it. Did you I heard good things? I haven't watched it.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know about this casting.
1: I, you know, I I think I kind of liked that they were gonna get a. Uh, the uh the
0: weird guy from from the Jennifer Aniston movie yeah from the Jennifer Aniston that fucking oh, uh, kid I never can't think of his name
2: I don't know Will Will Poulter
0: Will Poulter that's right that's right he
2: definitely he definitely had the look
0: big nut big nut well we'll see we'll see how it turns out you know I mean at least they finally picked somebody
2: yeah and uh, the movies uh, to begin filming this summer. They already have a director. It was the director of Mama. You guys uh, check that movie out?
0: Hey, I really enjoyed that, man. I can dig that. that I crazy. really enjoyed that movie.
2: And the movie is going to be split into two two films.
0: Mm. Which makes a lot of sense, because half the book is when they're kids, they have to vanquish the evil, and then the other half is when they're adults. Yeah, but when you think about the, uh, the two halves back then... right. Which one do you really think about? The second half of that movie kind of sucked. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but but I I thought the entire book was pretty good. If well, they yeah. can pull it off and make it more maybe if they stretch it out into two movies they'll have more yeah. But then again, the original movie was a fucking mini series on TV anyway, Whoa, wasn't I know. it? But I'm saying the first and half And they shit was, the bed on that at the end. was
1: pretty epic and then the Z I half I would agree. kind of disappointing.
2: Okay, moving on to the next uh, news item. It is uh, the new Friday the Thirteenth movie will introduce Jason's father.
0: What the fuck, Brian? Come on, dude! You're making this shit up. Jason
2: doesn't. Nope. The Jason new movie is going. A fucking father. The the new movie is going to be an origin story.
0: Okay, okay Moot. Can we move on to the next news story, please? <laughs> right Jesus away. Christ!
1: I mean, this one was a, was an
0: origin story.
2: Okay, moving on.
0: Why do they keep <laughs> killing my fucking dreams, man? <laughs>
2: Uh, moving on to the next, uh, Shane Black's uh, "The Predator" uh, release date got pushed up from March second, two thousand eighteen, to February ninth, two
0: thousand eighteen. Hey, that's something I might could get into. So, wait, what is that one? Is
1: it like
2: uh, a remake? It it is uh, going to be a sequel to the original one.
1: A sequel to like the Arnold one? Yes, sir. Oh,
0: cool. Okay.
2: And if you guys remember Shane Black was in the first one. He was the he was the 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 one with the glasses that was making all the jokes.
0: Okay, cool. I think I remember. So, I don't guess we'd be lucky enough to uh have Arnold show up in this one, would we?
2: Rumor is uh, he's going to return.
0: Wow. That's that would be great, man. What else is he doing? That would be great. <laughs> what else is he doing, dude? He's Arnold. He can do anything he wants okay. to do.
2: Exactly and the final news item that we are going to discuss is a little uh, not horror item but i i wanted to discuss it uh Bree Larson is being considered for Captain Marvel uh, the next uh, one of the next Marvel movies i
0: heard
2: that yeah that i don't i don't think she has the look for this
0: she who is bree larson she just won uh, best actress for room yeah And she was in, uh, yeah, Short Term 12. She's done a lot of indie movies. Okay. She actually had a. That's the only one you'd really know her. Well, she had a non-speaking part. What what was that movie about uh, the kid that couldn't stop jacking off all the time that Scarlett Johansson was in it and she played a a, a, a (laughs) Jersey girl? Come on, Uh, Brian, help me out here, dude. I I missed
2: this one. No, I missed this one. Yeah, no, I swear <laughs> to God, dude, I'm not
0: making this up, man. He, uh, he, he was, he was addicted to masturbation. It was the kid that was in uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. What? He's been in oh! a lot of shit now. What the fuck? Uh, Come I know on, what guys. You're talking about Jason, Oh, Levitt. um,
2: there you okay. go.
0: Yeah, Don John.
2: Uh, Don John. Okay. Don John.
0: John. John. Yes, Which he was addicted the to same porn. Thing, but it sounds way better. All right. <laughs> well. It, it, you know, whatever. Anyway, she was in that. She played his sister, but she didn't speak once in the whole movie. It was oh, just kind of okay. a really weird role. Well, nobody's going to remember that. <laughs> the Room. She's in The Room. All right, there you go. Fair enough. Wait, I mean, what she's, movie we're talking about? she's obviously a great actress, but uh, for her to play Captain Marvel? all oh, right. I don't know, man. You know, I, I guess we'll just see what happens. I mean, it's good to see hey. the women getting their own superhero movie for sure.
1: It's a yes. uh, it's a better choice than uh, what's her name the UFC chick. That's Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. They were talking about Ronda Rousey for a minute. Mm. I'm like, dude, she is a. Uh, I love Ronda Rousey. Don't get me wrong. She's a terrible actress.
2: <laughs> yeah the the best rumor I heard was uh, Charlize Theron. Oh. As Captain Marvel with. Right. Um, what's uh, Brad Pitt's wife? What's her name? Uh. Angelina Jolie. Jolie, okay. Uh, to, right. to direct.
0: Okay, but here's the... And you know what? The movie Jolie directed last year was pretty damn good. The one about the prisoners of war. I didn't watch it. It actually wasn't bad at all. So, you know, she may have the chops. A little bit too early to say. But don't you think uh, Charlize Theron might be just a little bit past the age that they would want to present this character as?
2: Yeah, because Captain Marvel eventually becomes one of the Avengers. So I'm sure they got movies planned. And also, I think I think Charlize Theron's going to be busy. She's she's going to be the villain in the next uh, Fast and Furious movie.
0: No kidding. There's another one. Oh yeah, dude. They'll <laughs> never stop those. That they're the ne- That's the next James Bond franchise
2: for sure. Yeah, they keep making a billion dollars a movie.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's
0: absolutely.
1: Well, the the last one was so big because Paul Walker died. I mean, sorry to be so blunt, but
0: well, you're right, man. That that, that, that had I mean, a lot was, to do with it for
1: sure. Look, it was fun to watch, but it was totally
0: ridiculous. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? I guess.
2: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a good good popcorn movie. Yeah.
0: That's it, man. Popcorn all the way, Brian. You got it.
2: But uh, that is uh, that is all the news items I have for today.
0: All right. And now on to tonight's featured attractions. We start with a review and a discussion of the new Blumhouse feature, The Darkness, directed by Greg McLean and written by Shane Armstrong and Shane Krause. And then we're going to move on to another film in which an American family fills the wrath of entities, which is 1982's Poltergeist, directed by Toby Hooper and written by Steven Spielberg. Uh, so we'll start out talking about the darkness. Uh, director for darkness is Greg McLean. You guys, have you ever heard of him?
1: Mm, was he in Die Hard?
0: Uh, <laughs> Greg McLean. <laughs> <laughs> He is an Australian, uh, an Australian director known for the Wolf Creek films. Oh, uh, yeah, which some people love and some people don't like that much. But I think they've made three or four of them, and I think they even made a TV series or something, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Never heard Wolf Creek in my
0: life. This movie was written by Shane Armstrong and Shane Krause. I believe they're also Australian, and uh, they were both on the staff of Writers on Bait which was the, I think a Sharks in a Shopping Mall or Sharks in a Grocery Store movie. Uh, you guys seen Bait?
2: Unfortunately, yes. And Sharknado
0: what is Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, so hey, fill, fill us in, Brian. What, what was this movie? Was it a shopping mall? Was it a grocery store?
2: Uh, a grocery store. Uh, I, b- I believe a tsunami hits the beach and washes all these okay. sharks <laughs> into a grocery store.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> and... That's all I have to say about that movie.
0: Well, okay. That's probably about yeah. what you need to know. Uh, all right. So, okay, so they also, looks like they also wrote a movie called Acolytes that starred uh, Joel Edgerton and some kind of a TV series called Canine, which was a spinoff of Doctor Who, which I know absolutely nothing about. Um, anyway, The Darkness, uh, trivia, a little bit of trivia here. The Darkness reunites Kevin Bacon and Jennifer Morrison for the first time since Stir of Echoes, which was in 1999. Both the director as well as both writers, as we said, hail from Australia. And the Wolf Creek films have garnered quite a bit of critical and cult success. Uh, Oh, here we go, guys. The film is based on what are said to be actual events about a family who visits the Grand Canyon and bring home a supernatural force. That feeds off their fears and takes over their lives. Uh, principal photography began in April two thousand fourteen in Los Angeles, and the, the they they stopped the filming in May of two thousand fourteen. So we're talking about a three or four week uh, filming here. So really, yeah. So without any further ado, uh, let's get into dark. Who wants to who wants to tackle this one first, guys?
2: I guess I'll go first. Um... I fucking hated this movie.
0: <laughs> hey, tell us how you really feel, Brian.
2: This movie was a piece of shit. I, the characters in this movie was so unlikable. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know because I'm I'm just gonna spoil this movie because nobody's gonna watch this yeah. shit. <laughs> um,
1: Go for it, man. I think you. I think you.
2: The darkness I'm just, when when
1: watching it is super obvious. So you're yeah, probably...
2: when the darkness takes effect of you, it's supposed to make you. Bring out your your darkness within right, but what I didn't understand, I felt like everybody had some kind of like the the oldest daughter was bulimic, the wife was alcoholic the 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 father the husband was was cheating, I felt like they was already doing this before the darkness took over,
1: right, oh yeah,
2: and like I said, the characters were just so unlikable. <laughs> nothing happened in this movie. Nothing was scary. I was uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. pass it off to one of you guys this, this, this movie was shit
1: man i I thought that the, the like the horror aspect of it was I mean because it kind of had two stories going at the same time. They had their little suburban family life story where I, I actually thought the acting was pretty good with that stuff. you know they had their own little personal problems. It was a little uncomfortable. At times, you know, because, yeah, you know, Kevin Bacon was the the cheating husband who was trying to turn his life around and, uh, the, you know, the alcoholic wife. And then well, I thought one of the creepiest scenes in the movie was when uh, they pull the mattress back from the daughter who's, you know, like 15 or so and uh, see all the little jars of puke that she has because she, yeah, I,
2: that was super I did. creepy. I didn't understand that. Didn't she have a, a full bathroom in her room?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fucked up, the vomit collection that she had going there. And that was the only part that really you know? kind of gave me
1: shivers. Like, the the real stuff in that movie I thought was, was pretty good. I thought the acting was okay. But, like, the horror aspect of it, man, it was so, like,
0: predictable and cookie cutter, you know? So, some people collect comic books. Some people collect artwork. She collects vomit. Jars of puke. Hey, band name. Put it down. <laughs> That's a good one, man.
2: <laughs> what did you what how did you guys feel about the actual ghosts or spirits or demons or whatever they was?
0: Dude, ancient Indian burial ground. Everything about this movie from the from the fucking beginning of the show to the ridiculous, which I'm not gonna spoil just in case anybody does want to catch this if it ever comes on Netflix or something, but to the, to, to, to the totally fucking boring, anticlimactic ending was just one of the worst movies I've, I've probably seen in a decade. And the sad thing is, is it's not even midnight movie bad. Like The Room, Tommy Wiseau's The Room or something like that where you actually want to fucking sit around and laugh at it. It's not even that good. I mean it's not even worth doing it. It's just boring. It's milk toast. The first thing that I the, the very first notes that I wrote down when I was seeing this movie, really boring people. <laughs> you get out here and I, forget, I cannot believe that Kevin Bacon lowered himself to be in a movie that, that the dialogue is this poorly written. One one of his first lines was, Hey there, partner, why don't you strap on a feed bag and step on up here to the table and have a hot dog or a steak or whatever? I mean, what uh. the fuck? Kevin Bacon, how far you have fallen. I mean the TV show that he was on, the following was really, really good. You know, I really enjoyed that show, and then now he does something like this. You know, it's like and I understand he's gonna be in a in a uh a new series uh uh based on the, the giant earthworms. Uh what what movie am I talking about? Tremors, right guys?
2: Yes, Tremors. Yeah,
0: and that I'm looking forward to. But, you know, Kevin Bacon, you did a you did a big misstep on this one. You did yourself a major disservice. Every fucking person in this movie was just hateable. Not unlikable, just downright fucking hateable.
2: Yeah, Even you Paul you Kaiser. just You just wanted something to happen to someone, something, and nothing happened.
1: I didn't hate Paul Reiser; I thought he was cool.
0: <laughs> he was kind of a douche.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, but not in a funny douchey way. Yeah. I just thought he was douche in just sort of a dumbass way, you know. It had a hell of a cast for being such a shitty movie. <laughs> That's the fucking <laughs> irony. How did they talk them in? I mean, I guess Bloomhouse just kind of rules the you know rules the 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 horror airwaves these days. It's like everything yeah. they put out, um, you know, get gets gets a lot of theater screens and stuff like that, but. I don't know in my opinion 80 percent of what they do is garbage
2: that's probably where the money went for the film was to pay the actors because it didn't go into the film
0: yeah
1: it didn't look that way did it i kind of want to lump this one in the same category of like insidious with the big budget hollywood horror stuff you know but i yeah i mean as I thought Insidious was a little bit cheesy because it was big Hollywood horror, big special effects, all that stuff. They didn't they didn't have to get nitty gritty with the with the special effects and make it really creepy to make it happen. But this one it didn't even live up to that. So
0: Yeah, I mean, let me put it to you this way, guys. There there's another movie that we're gonna be talking about tonight, right? That that we're that we're gonna basically compare the horror then and the horror now and the same some of the same concepts, right? You know, you've got a family that's in peril. You've got these spirits that are pissed off for whatever reason. Um, but I just, here, here's what I did. I made a little list of everything that that I pointed out where I felt like the darkness was mimicking the other movie we're going to talk about, which is Poltergeist. So you had the battle with the neighbor. If you remember, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon got always had a fucking argument with the neighbor who had the dog next door. Uh, and you had that going on in Poltergeist throughout. You had, a, you had a jackass neighbor that you know had the remote control that kept moving it over to Mr. Rogers when they were trying to watch the football game.
1: Yeah, if that have been in Poltergeist, it would have been a pretty shitty Poltergeist. Man, I'd have been pissed off at him. <laughs> Change my football game, we got problems. Yeah, that's
0: what we thought at first, right? <laughs> that it was the Poltergeist changing the channels, but it was the asshole next door. Uh, both movies, and remember, I say both movies, but Poltergeist did all this stuff first. Old black-and-white movies were always going on in the background. Um, whatever, the, uh, you know, whatever the creatures were, they went into the walls. They were going through the walls. There was always something up above that was swirling around in both movies, um, just like Poltergeist. Uh, the, in both movies, the dog sensed what the presence was. The dog was always more intelligent than the humans. Uh, there were black spots on the wall, as we pointed out in both movies. Um, I mean, there's just, there was, you know, the activity, everything that was going on in, in the two movies, there was just so much mimicking, I thought. And I think that the darkness was just trying so hard to capture the spirit of other movies that it, it didn't really have the balls to be its own movie.
1: I guess I can see that. I
0: You know, I, I kind of think that Insidious
1: was a little more like the poltergeist than the darkness was.
0: I was thinking about that too, when we Just were watching
1: it because of the alternate dimensions and all that stuff. I mean it, it was it was basically a straight ripoff. but dude, how many horror concepts are really out there? you know
0: I mean, you can only do a movie so many times
2: true, true.
0: well, I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing that that I thought that maybe the darkness was going to get right, that they didn't was uh, Sammy. Boy, how about old Sammy? She was red hot, huh? Sammy. Yeah, Sammy, the the uh, the the young lady that was working in the office with uh with Kevin Bacon. Oh,
2: oh yeah. yes, man, that's they
0: really you under know. they they really underutilized her. I think she was in two scenes. You know, I really like that he turned her down though. I was like, all right, that's cool. Uh, score <laughs> one, for, score one, the
1: bait for the Baconator, yeah. huh? <laughs> like, the right, guy, he might he might be a good guy after all. He's trying to turn his life around. Like that's what I was talking about though. Like the family life of that movie was a lot more realistic than say the poltergeist which was very theatrical but a lot of the movies back then were you know i mean just very theatrical like something you would go to see in the theater everything was a
2: little bit over the top whereas now it's a little more real you know what do you think about that statement brian well we'll get into poltergeist so uh, why it was a little bit more theatrical but i i do agree with that so Not necessarily, what
0: necessarily
1: it- that's a good thing i'm just saying that's it is what it is, you know.
0: Yes. So so what did you guys think about the dynamic of uh, the wife and specifically little Mikey? Uh, did I mean, did you guys get the same impression I did that she was going out of her way? Even, even though the kid had autism or whatever, didn't you guys get the impression she was going way out of her way to baby him at the expense of all the rest of the family?
1: Well, because he had autism. I thought that was part of the realistic thing of the family, you know what I mean? Is, okay, so I'm just being unreasonable, huh? I, I think that if, if I mean, I don't have a kid that's autistic, but if I did, I would imagine he would get babied probably a lot
0: further in life than any normal kid. Fuck him. Throw the little kid out there. Let the little <laughs> fucking shit so, make it in the real world, is what I say. What, You're not what, doing what, a little fucker any favors by babying sparta. him like that. Come on. <laughs> Jesus was it, Christ.
2: Was it just me, or did it seem like he wasn't, he didn't have autism throughout the movie?
1: Well, I think it was a kid playing autistic. He, he did okay. a job. Yeah, he's
2: a, he's a, he's a horrible actor. He he's on Gotham. He he plays young Bruce Wayne.
0: Oh, that's oh, the kid. Okay, I remember yeah, he, talking about him okay, before.
2: Yeah, you. he's horrible. Right. He's horrible on the show.
1: Because <laughs> I wanted to like him so bad in Gotham, and I uh,
2: don't. No. <laughs> yeah, which watching Gotham now, you can tell how old this movie is.
0: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I could, I thought of this uh, the wife there as being just a fucking bitch from day from the beginning of the movie to the end. I mean, you talk about a nag, you talk about a you talk about a griping bitch. I mean, did you guys get that too? She was just she was beyond unlikable.
2: Agree, but then again, I, I, like I said, I, f- I felt everybody was um, not so much Kevin Bacon, but
0: he's gotta be a good guy. I was in his contract. I don't know. Here, here, here's some, here's some notes I wrote. Uh, it, just as you guys were talking about that, I wrote, "Bacon, fucking asshole." Everyone is so unlikable.
1: <laughs>
0: so I, I guess I wouldn't, wouldn't agree with that one.
2: Oh, but uh, let's, let's talk about the daughter.
0: All right, let's talk about the daughter.
2: With the constant screaming and just zero to a hundred flipping out, I didn't, I didn't understand. The what was the one scene when the mom knocked on the door and peeked her head in and she just flipped out?
1: Oh right, okay, so that was the bulimic scene, right?
2: Uh, it was a, a little bit earlier in the movie. Okay,
1: they were just sitting there. There was
2: a, a constant blowing up for no reason. I didn't, I didn't understand what what was going on. They didn't really elaborate what the relationship between the mom and the daughter was. It just seemed like she was always blowing up.
1: Your daughter was a teenage girl and i don't have a teenage girl but i am not looking forward to that shit at all
2: okay i think, well, guys,
1: I, I, think I have a teenage do.
2: girl and i <laughs> i don't get i don't get too many of those uh, just blow up for no reasons
0: i can't believe you're in my room i hate you i think you, you guys are both overlooking the obvious it was the darkness guys it wasn't her it wasn't him
1: uh,
2: that's right come
0: on oh, see that was where I was thinking the
1: only one that was possessed at all was the autistic kid because that was um, he was you know the one that was most susceptible to the stuff oh okay I'll bring that point up too I thought that everything that they went and looked up on google about the possession and all that shit was just a little too easily found and fed to you as part of the
0: storyline
2: came with videos and everything I
0: know right yeah, everything everything was so convenient, wasn't yeah, it? it, it was. Yeah, you're right, you're right, Brian. It was actually a, it, it was a video that was probably higher quality than ninety percent of the Bloomhouse movies out there, and it told him exactly what it was. It told him exactly what to do to get rid of it, and it still took him another fucking hour to figure it out. Hey, but if you're gonna talk
1: about dumbass motherfuckers, ma'am, let's talk about the Poltergeist. My chairs start moving in the kitchen?
0: I'm out of there, dude. I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they they thought of that as, as a bunch of fun and games at that point. You know? Hey, let me put my daughter
1: in a fucking football helmet and slide her down the floor. Is that, that,
2: that is the next step. Get,
1: get the hell out of the house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's All right, why they well, took her.
1: They were like, hey, we're going to take her. <laughs> so, hey, we're just fooling with you now, but you better watch out tonight. Okay.
0: So what did, so what did you guys think about the um, – uh, the, the final solution there to uh, to get the house cleansed, so to speak. Yeah, uh, yet yet a, yet another mirror of poltergeist. Yeah. And I forgot about the friggin' hotel. They check into a goddamn hotel just like they did in poltergeist. But anyway, I digress. What did you guys think about when they brought the uh, uh, Bruja in there with her grandfather?
2: I, I thought when I seen it, I thought at least something's finally going to happen. But it didn't.
1: I thought, assuming that she is legal, that the granddaughter was pretty cute. <laughs> but, but then, yeah, it, it took a while to get to that point, and then, uh, you know, the ghost started whooping their ass. But I don't know. Uh,
2: yeah now that, now that we're bringing it up, wasn't she the only one to act, weren't they the only ones to actually get hurt in this movie?:
1: Yeah, I kind of think they were uh,
2: Oh Oh, well, beside the daughter that got bit by the dog.
1: Yeah but it was it took so long to build up to that, and then it was like suddenly this thing is throwing glass at him and swinging shit across the room. and I don't know, yeah that's,
2: that's what I'm saying. Nothing happened in this movie.
1: Yeah, it, it, it didn't really the whole thing didn't really mesh well.
2: I kind of thought maybe Paul Reiser or his wife, somebody would die. Something would happen.
1: Oh, Paul Reiser would have been a good guy to die.
0: All right, well, yeah, hold hold on, guys. Now, remember, this is a, this is a spoiler-free uh, podcast as far as the new movie. I'm sure all our listeners want to go see this right away. Dude, uh, I don't really care if we spoil the dark. <laughs> man.
1: It's not that bad. <laughs> There's nothing that we're going to spoil on this thing that you won't know within ten minutes of watching this movie. Agreed. That was that was part of my problem with it. Every, the the only the only part of the movie that was worth watching I thought was the family drama of it. But you know you run into that place where everybody's kind of unlikable. But you know, the real world.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that's enough talk about about this movie. Um, so uh, Brian, you got you got the talk started here. So what's your what's your score on this one? Two. Ouch. two on ten okay all right I can go with that Philip I'm gonna go f- four I think that
1: it was worth
0: watching just on the on the acting alone and the uh, and the family drama so you would you would recommend it as maybe like a Netflix watch or something like yeah, that yeah like
1: don't go to the theater but if you're if you're really
0: looking for something to watch ah, it's not the worst thing. All right, well, well, Philip, you obviously liked the movie better better than we did, and uh, Brian, I think you liked it a little bit better than me. I I give this dog a one, guys. Wow. I give this a fucking one on ten. I mean this this is in pretty rare air. I mean, I I, I see a one on ten movie about once every two years, and this and this is it. So, anyway, that's uh, that's our that's our rankings on the darkness. Uh, Now out in theaters, if you rush, you might actually still be able to catch it in the Dollar Theater, guys. Uh, All right, so on to our next feature, uh, which is 1982's original Poltergeist. Um, So we'll start out, as always, with a little bit of trivia. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, who played the little girl Carol Ann, and also Dominic Dunn, who played the teenage daughter, are buried in the same cemetery. Westwood Memorial Park in Los Angeles. Dunn was strangled into brain death by her boyfriend in 1982, the same year of the film's release. Is this for real? This is for real. This is trivia. Six years later, O'Rourke died of intestinal stenosis. Uh, Both of the terrors that plagued Robbie came from Steven Spielberg's own fears as a child, a fear of clowns and a tree outside his window.
1: Uh, Fear of acid is what it was. (laughs) I'm telling you that right now.
0: (laughs) Poltergeist scored nominations for Best Sound Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Score, but lost all three to (laughs) E.T. The scene where the ghost stacked the chairs on the kitchen table was filmed in one take with no cuts. As the camera followed Diane Freeling to the kitchen sink, the crew members rushed to the table Put an already built pyramid of chairs on the table and then took away the individual chairs. That was pretty interesting. Alfred Hitchcock's style. Cool. All right. One, one of the few Steven Spielberg films not to feature music by John Williams. The music in Poltergeist is by Jerry Goldsmith, who is probably best known for his work on the Star Trek franchises. Oh. Uh, so, Philip, you want to you wanna start the conversation on the original Poltergeist? uh well man i it's definitely a classic i probably am not gonna
1: like it quite as much as you guys did um i i think that while it was a classic i never thought it was really scary i thought it was more of a um it was kind of the first round of the hollywood horror films you know where it was almost a little more ghostbusters than it was scary and uh i thought that some of the You know, maybe it was because of the special effects or whatever, but uh, I I thought it was maybe a little over the top, maybe a little too theatrical to be really super creepy.
0: Yeah, I can see some of that. I mean, looking back on it now, when you look at some of those 1982 special effects. And the problem is, though, that we've been poisoned by the fact that Ghostbusters is something we've all seen now. So as we're looking back on it, we're, you know, we're visualizing that, but you got to remember that this came first. So this was actually the, the, the first movie to do it. Well, but Ghostbusters was more of
1: like a blockbuster thing, you know what I mean? And that's kind of where I see the poltergeist, where, where it was more of a, uh, hey, this is going to be a kick-ass summer movie. And, mm-hmm. dude, 1982, I don't know when the hell it came out in the summer. Yeah, well,
0: this not. this was four years before uh, Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it came but, out June 4th.
1: But, okay, so it was a summer movie. Was it, I mean, I assume it was probably a pretty big hit in the theaters?
2: Yeah, I got the... Budget was $10.7 uh, The box office draw was $121.7
1: This was a blockbuster, man. It wasn't really a horror movie.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that has to do... Because um, you're saying it was more theatrical. I think it has to do with uh, Steven Spielberg. Because a lot of the rumors was he... Even though he couldn't direct it because of a contract clause with E.T., a lot of people said he still directed the movie.
1: Oh, Okay, I'd heard that he he might have still directed some of it, but I didn't know why. So contract clause with ET. Okay, that makes sense.
2: And then he still won the awards anyway, right? Yeah, because because of the the director was Toby Hooper, who made Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Oh, that's a UT guy.
0: That's your neck of the woods, Lance.
2: Toby Hooper was a UT guy.
1: Yeah. They no
0: kidding. I didn't I didn't know that
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Austin,
0: I believe. Well, I don't know. I know. I know he's uh, he's done a lot of a lot of good movies, mm-hmm. but I had heard the same rumor that that Spielberg was really the one that was more in the driver's seat on on directing this one, and it's definitely got that Spielberg feel to it. A little all more the way production through. quality than
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: <laughs> yeah, a little little bit different, right? But
1: listen, in the horror world, I'm going to put Texas Chainsaw Massacre above The Poltergeist.
2: I'm going to agree with you, Brian. What do you think? I definitely agree.
0: I did like Poltergeist, though. I did enjoy it, but I do think that it's obvious now that I enjoyed it more as a kid than, than I do now as an adult. So I'm going to say that uh, Poltergeist is probably a movie that did a lot of stuff first that you see in a whole lot of movies now. Um, yeah. Philip, you were talking about uh, what, what movie was it that it reminded you so much of?
1: That what, Insidious?
0: Yeah, Insidious. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, you, you see that connection, right, Brian? Yeah, I do. So would you guys almost call Insidious a remake of, uh, in retrospect, would you almost call it a remake of Poltergeist? Oh, yeah. I think it had the same basic concept.
2: Yeah, with the parallel universes. and the... mm-hmm. He's got to go in to get
1: them. Yep. It had a, kind of a Pleasantville feel to it with the All-American family, except they were toking it up at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Man, I wish my wife was that cool. <laughs>
0: so I'm looking through. Um, I'm actually looking back through. Let Let's just let's just say, for the sake of of uh, academics here, that Toby Hooper did have a lot to do with it, whether he actually directed it or not. And I am kind of looking back through what he has done. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre I mean that was a great horror movie it, it actually kind of had a little bit of dark comedy in it oh yeah um, Eaten Especially. Alive that had quite a bit of dark comedy um, he directed the TV version of Salem's Lot I actually haven't seen that one have you guys seen that original miniseries
2: no I haven't
0: uh, he did The Fun House which was based on a Dean Koontz novel from way back uh, and then of course Poltergeist uh, he did Life Force Okay, now, Invaders from Mars, that had a lot of comedy in it. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, the 86 movie. No, uh, I don't know. You recall that? It, that had a lot of comedy I in it. I and Mars Attacks. T- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 had a whole lot of comedy yeah. in it. Um, so, you know, I mean, you look through this guy's work, he's he's no stranger to mixing horror with, you know lighthearted approach and comedy and stuff like that. Yeah, but you look through this guy's work, and what are the two movies that stand out? Well, Chainsaw Massacre for sure.
1: And Poltergeist. Right. Did anything else he did come close to Poltergeist?
0: Not really. Makes me think Spielberg was there. Not really. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the rumor. Um, Brian, if you were to be a betting man, would you bet money that Spielberg had more to do with directing this?
2: Absolutely I just now now that you're going through his uh, Toby Hooper's filmography, uh, it kind of feels like he had very little to do with this
1: yeah I, I don't think I've heard of a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of other
0: films that he did except the Salem's lot thing, which I've heard of but never seen So what did you guys think about uh, Zelda Rubinstein when she when she came on toward the end of the movie? Is that the creepy little old lady? Yeah, that's the uh, uh, what did what did Coach call her like uh, an extra from The Wizard of Oz or something like that? <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: the house is clean. Classic.
2: Yeah, I, I I've seen her in other movies, but when I when I think of her, this is this is Im- immediately what pops up in in my head. It's Poltergeist.
1: Okay, I looked her up on IMDb earlier, and I because I, I thought the same thing, you know, but I cannot remember a single thing that i've seen her in other than this once i looked her up on the thing i was like man she's had some like little nothing roles and this is really the only big thing that she's done it seems like
0: yeah i uh i remember her a little bit from back in the day you know a couple of uh low budget horror movies and stuff like that that she did but i think this one's kind of where she got her start right yeah, she had a, a couple of things
1: before this, but they were nothing, nothing big. Of course, right. she didn't really have anything huge after either. She just had some <laughs> cameos and things that
2: you know. Well, she didn't didn't she pass away after the third one?
0: Well, let's see. I know I know she uh, she she actually lived to a pretty ripe old age. I think she had like a 2014 movie or something. Uh, died January 27th, 2010 at, so at the age of 76. I
2: am dead. Oh, okay.
0: So yeah, she, uh, yeah. And, 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 for four foot three, that, that's a pretty long lifespan Whoa, for being a little is, person. Yeah, okay. yeah. A lot of the time they have, uh, heart problems and things like that. So.
2: Okay. You're, you're right. I got my notes wrong. Cause I had, uh, jotted down some things about the. Supposed curse of the movies, right? The Poltergeist curse. Poltergeist. It was her. It was yeah. It was her mother that that had died during the filming of the second one. You know, I
1: never really watched the uh, sequels to this one.
2: Yeah, I, I actually, um, I kind of went through all the movies, including the remake. <laughs> but uh, we're not, yep. we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about the remake.
0: <laughs> we'll just leave that out of it. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't well, uh, there wasn't much to the remake.
1: Kind of like the uh, the Exorcist sequels. Like, I mean, the first movie was one of the greats, and then the sequels were terrible.
2: <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, isn't the remake a, a Blumhouse movie?
1: Isn't the remake uh, of what?
2: Uh, Poltergeist. Is it? Yeah, because uh, I was thinking, it made me think of the darkness, how darkness wasted Kevin Bacon. Right. The Poltergeist remake uh, wasted Sam Rockwell.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's oh. right. Right, yeah that's right
1: I really like Sam Raul.
2: but we we've already given that movie too much time so.
0: <laughs> yeah so I mean I think we're all in agreement that the you know the original for all its faults and all of its you know 1982 era special effects uh, still still a much superior film to the remake right guys absolutely yeah
1: it's just a Better film in general, like I said. I mean, it may not be the best horror movie in the
0: world, but it's it's a good movie. It's classic. So lem- let me ask you guys this. The famous line in Poltergeist, stay away from the light. Was that the first time that was ever used? Because
2: mm, you,
0: you hear that in popular culture all the time now. Yeah, stay I, away from the light. I would think we're here would be the famous line from the Poltergeist. Right. That was a big one and this house is clean. Right. We all remember that. I still use that on a pretty regular
2: basis.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean it was obviously, you know, really well written and you know, it goes to show Spielberg wrote the script for it, you know? Stay away from the light. That can't be only on that movie though. I mean
1: it's it's gotta be from something before that.
0: I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe if some of our listeners uh, have heard it in something before that, I'd I'd be interested to know because you hear it all the time. You know, you always hear stand-up comedians. You know, when they're talking about like almost dying of a drug overdose and stuff like that. You know, they're always saying, "I was hearing God say, stay away from the light.'" You know, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So you hear it all the time now in popular culture. In any kind of near-death situation, you hear about the light. So I
1: don't know if it necessarily came from the poltergeist.
0: Yeah, I was just uh, curious if that was the first place that was used or not. I'm not going to give it (laughs) credit. Hey, did you guys kind of get the same impression that I did, that a lot of the special effects, um, particularly like with the otherworldly creatures and the the giant skull head and all that, did that remind any of the rest of you guys of the Evil Dead movies a little bit? Maybe a little bit.
2: A little bit, yeah.
1: I
0: can see that. It reminded me a lot of the special effects
1: of the Ghostbusters, which, you know, had not come out yet, obviously. But that sort of caliber. Dude, you got Steven were producing the thing, you know? I mean, you have an endless
0: supply of stuff. It's what you get. You know, what another thing I'm wondering about is, do you guys think that it was a coincidence, just like a, what's popular at the time? That there were all the... I mean, the, guy, the kid's room was littered with Star Wars paraphernalia. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think he had one alien poster, and you pointed out a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar poster, and he had a uh, he had a L.A. Rams helmet, Rubik's cube, And a Rubik's cube. Other than that, his entire fucking room was nothing but Star Wars. Do you guys think there was some money paid under the table there by Lucas or something like that, or some uh, you know under the table handshaking or something like that, or you think you guys think that was just a uh, as a result of what was popular at the time?
2: A little bit of both, probably.
0: I hadn't thought about it that way. It's probably just what was popular. I mean, you're talking about 1982. Star
1: Wars was the biggest thing on the planet, you know?
0: Yeah, that was uh, one year before Jedi, right? Yeah. My kid's still got Star Wars stuff all over there. (laughs) 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 All right, cool. So uh, any other points you guys want to bring up about uh, Poltergeist before we move on to our scores?
2: Um, Just want to touch on this curse thing. It's, It's pretty crazy. I did a little bit of research. A little, it's just crazy how a, a major character died after every s- single one, including the sequels. Really? Because you have, like uh, you, uh, Lance, you said earlier, Domin- Dominique Dunn. Right. Died after. Died right b- before the first one came out.
1: Which one? Who was that?
2: She played the older sister. Oh, the which is too.
0: yeah she's the one that the boy her boyfriend beat the shit out of her right really
2: yeah which which is crazy because he only got six years and was out in three
1: and she died
2: yes
0: wow
1: I did not know that
2: and then after the second movie uh the guy that played Cain which uh, they never referred to him as Kane in in the first one you're
0: talking about the religious leader right
2: yeah the reverend right he died from stomach cancer. Also, uh, the guy that played the shaman, Taylor, in the second one. Okay. He also died from kidney failure. Wow. And then, of course, Heather O'Rourke died uh, before the third one came out.
1: Which one's
0: Heather O'Rourke?
2: Carol Ann. What? Yeah, and she died from something really weird, too. Right, Brian? Uh, acute bowel obstruction.
0: that That's creepy. Sounds like Pulch
1: Guys to me.
2: And that's the rumor creepy. is... Um, because in the first one, the scene uh, in the the swimming pool where the the skeletons came up yeah those are actual real skeletons that they use for the movie
0: oh you know what I've and, heard that rumor too but as I was watching the movie I was thinking nah, that's got to be just a rumor why would they use real skeletons that doesn't even make sense you move
2: I actually looked that up and the, uh, apparently it's cheaper to use real ones than to use fake ones wow but I, I just I just thought that was pretty interesting so
1: maybe they use real ones and. King Tut
0: fucked them up. <laughs> <laughs> wow were there Were there any other uh, bizarre deaths that uh, that happened around the the filming of the three movies?
2: Uh, I think I read uh, people that uh, worked on the the movie behind the scenes uh, had a few accidents during the filming, but um, like in their pants? No? Probably both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's that's pretty interesting, man. I mean, I know you know. As we grow up, we hear all those stories, which you're wondering are they urban legends or did this stuff really happen around around the filming of the movie? But it's definitely interesting, man. Brandon Lee,
1: Nick grow Also, can't pass up a good poop joke. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Okay, so are we ready to give our scores for uh, Poltergeist? Let's do it. Who uh, who started who started this one was it It was uh it was you this time wasn't it Was it me okay. I think so Philip I'm gonna score it mm, seven out of 10. 7 on ten That's pretty yeah. good good solid score Yeah
1: it's a good movie It's a classic Everybody everybody should watch it at some point in time
0: Yeah um I will uh I'll give I'll give the original Poltergeist uh an eight on ten actually. And some of that may be just uh, you know my child childhood memories of it and all that because like, you know again every time I watch it it's a little bit more dated a little bit more dated but you know I still think the storytelling is solid uh, I think the acting is solid and I think that uh, you know I think I think it's a good movie overall
2: I am also going to get a give it a eight on ten um, this movie has a lot of iconic scenes in it couple things we didn't talk about uh the clown oh yeah Super and uh, also the the scene with the tree
1: okay that was a creepy
0: fucking tree man
2: yeah that that tree should have been cut down way before they moved in
0: <laughs> that tree yeah. should have been kindling huh
2: like, it's an but old uh place. it's
1: been here forever that motherfucker doesn't have a leaf on it it is dead it's gonna fall on your house you need to cut it down
2: <laughs> but i also give it a a, a eight for the acting uh, Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams. I think they they did pretty good. They did uh, exceptional job in this movie.
0: All right, yeah. cool. So, so, gentlemen, I think we are all in agreement that Poltergeist, yes. The Darkness, no. Yeah. Although Phillips says, if you catch it on Netflix, it's worth a watch. Hey, it's not. It's not the worst thing you're gonna see. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and your ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns. And follow us on Twitter at at horror-returns. You can find us on Podbean. Also look for us on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us so we can get those numbers up and continue to bring you bigger and better stuff. Our next episode, we will be reviewing The Conjuring 2 and also the Amityville Horror. So until the horror returns again, good night.